Good evening. Good evening. Topic this evening is the power and impact of music, consciousness and connection through song. We could theoretically spend hours and days and even years on this subject. There are countless sources we find in Shas and Rishonim and Achronim, in the Litvish world, in the Hasidish world. The goal, though, is not to uh, have an encyclopedic, comprehensive survey of all the different sources, but rather try to focus in on appreciating the power of Shira, and practically speaking, how can we tap into that power and bring more of that into our lives and into our experience. The Ramban famously says, Ein begashmi is dak kibe musica. What do you think musica means? Translation, there is nothing in the physical realm that is as sublime as music. So it's within the world of gashmi, but it's the closest thing we have to, to ruchani. Ein begashmi is dak kibe musica. The Zohar tells us that music is really all around us, within this world, within all worlds, to the point where a mole de bene alma it min liba If not for the fact that human beings, we have a heart that's covered, we have eyes that are closed. If not for that. Lo yochlin lemeikam, we would not be able to stand, we would not be able to survive. Mikol neimosa de gilgalosa de shimsha. Because of that overwhelming, beautiful, pleasant song of the radiant sun. Kad notl meshaveach kameikud As the sun is praising Hashem, so to speak. And that's just one of the hundreds of billions of celestial beings all coming together in this universal shira, and the Zohar is telling us, if we weren't protected, if we weren't closed and, and sheltered, and we were actually exposed to the reality of the shira all around the universe, we wouldn't be able to survive. That's pretty intense. Based on this idea, it's interesting to note the famous story in Nach with the Assyrian army waging war, about to wage war against Yerushalayim during the times of Chizkiyohu. And then we had the miracle that the entire army was found dead, totally demolished without having to lift a finger. So what happened? How did they die? The Gemara in Sanhedrin says, Aznaim gililehem vishomu shira mipi chayos umesu. Hashem allowed their ears to hear the song of the Chayos HaKodesh, right? the song of the highest level of Malachim, and they couldn't stand that level of intensity and the entire army died. The altar of Slobodka points out that the Gemara does not say Hashem gave them the ability to hear beyond human potential. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave them the, uh, the koach ha more so than a regular human being. The Gemara does not say that. Rather, it's gilo lahem, 
HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealed, he allowed them to hear the shira of the Chayus HaKodesh, and that they couldn't take. It was too powerful, it was too overwhelming. But that means, says the Altar of Slobodka, that we have the capacity to actually hear the shira of the universe. If we're not on the Madrega, if we're not ready for that, that intensity of shira, that could kill you. But intrinsically, we have that innate ability to tap in to this magnificent, overwhelming song that's all around this world and all of the alumnus. That's looking above and beyond ourselves. If we look within ourselves, within the human soul, we also have Shira. David Amalek speaks of this inner song when he writes, Laman After thanking Hashem for becoming healed, he was very ill and he was Zochatu Rafua. He said, Thank you, Kaddish Baruch Hu, for allowing me to live and to continue. For what purpose? Why do I care to be alive? That my glory, that my honor should sing to you and it will never be silent. What does that mean, my glory should sing? What's the glory of the human being? What's the kavod ha'adam? It's the neshama. Rishonim explained that David HaMelech is saying in Tehillim, my neshama is singing out to you, Hashem. Below ye dome, and it will not be silenced. Elokai li'olam odeka, forever in this world and the next, I will continue to praise and to sing to you. This is the music within the neshama. We find in some of the Hasidish writings a lot of focus on this realm of shira. In particular, from the Piyazetz Nerebo, the Eish Kodesh, he speaks about the potential great pain that a human being can experience if he's disconnected from that inner world of song. There's a tsar, there's an anguish that I could experience if I'm not able to tap in and break through to that inner shira. Ma godol hakeev kasher gam nafshenu v'nishmoseinu meyitonu nisgoros. How great is that pain when we feel like our neshama, our soul is closed up. Kahamon melachim memakelo shirosam, just like the multitudes of angels in their thunderous chorus, nafshenu tirash, our soul storms with song as well. A very poetic way of explaining that on one hand we have all of this song, all of this celestial music within the universe, but we also have that same angelic shira within ourselves, within the neshama. Rav Kook, when he writes about this inner music within the soul, he says, Shiras Kodesh nishmas b'merome ha-neshama. Just like the Shiras Kodesh, there are holy, sanctified nigunim, so to speak, out there in the, the vastness of the universe, so too, b'merome ha-neshama, within the vastness of the neshama, we find those same songs of Kedusha. But he reiterates the point that the Eish Kodesh made. 
He also speaks about a potential for feeling somewhat disconnected or even depressed if we're not able to tap into that inner shiru. Eish Kodesh writes, Rav Kook rather writes in the Shemona Kavotzim, he says, sometimes a person feels down, he feels disconnected, and he or she is not quite sure where it's coming from. And often, he says, that we could find, we could point to more superficial issues that we might be struggling with. However, Alpi Rove, the majority of the time, when there's something churning within us, and there's a feeling of despair, of disconnect, of depression, it's only superficial. The majority of the time we're not able to break through and get to a deeper level of really finding out what's going on within me. Why am I troubled? Why am I feeling held back right now? But says Rav Kook, the truth is that there is so much more depth within ourselves that we usually don't even think of or search for. And ha'atzvon ha'ruchani, there could oftentimes be a spiritual sense of, of despair. Homer shall shiras ha'neshama. This feeling of depression could actually be the material, the substance of the shira of the neshama. Why would my inner song lead me to feeling any sense of disconnect or depression? So Cook says, The inner song within every human being is always craving and yearning for its freedom. This desire to express itself. It's pushing back against all of those barriers and limitations that are trying to keep it buried within me. The neshama wants more than anything a life of freedom. And this could be the secret behind my feelings of despair or depression. If I'm living a life where that inner shira is not allowed to fully express itself, it's always stifled, it's held back within the, uh, the background of my soul, within my psyche, then I'm not living, expressing that, that unique song that I have, and there's going to be a feeling of emptiness, there's going to be a feeling of despair. These are lofty ideas. On one hand, we speak about the shira in the universe, around us, and we also speak about the shira within us. Delve a little bit deeper, we could ask the question, where does that shira within us come from? I get it that the malachim, they're singing shira, whatever that looks like, whatever that sounds like. Why is it or from where does the human soul have this capacity, have this nature of shira? Where does that come from? So there's a famous comment of the Menos HaLevi. The Menos HaLevi is the commentary of, of Shlomo Kalbitz on Megillus Esther. And we're not going to delve into the whole piece right now, perhaps at a different discussion. But one thing that he points out is he says 
that nigun vahamusika dover yaariv lenefesh. A melody song is something that could be so sweet and so pleasant and feel so natural to the human neshama. Why is that the case? Because where does the neshama come from? Where are the origins of my soul? Where was I before I was placed here in the confines of this world? I was together with the malachim. I was part of that, that greater, more expansive reality. I was part of that world of Shira before I was stuffed down here in the three or four dimensions of reality. And therefore explains, or Shlomo Al-Kavetz, Shira is something that connects in such a deep way, more than speech, more than poetry, it doesn't matter how eloquent you are, every word that's said is something that's somewhat foreign to who I am. What's my mama lashin? What's my first language? My first language is Shira, is song. He explains, he says, that's why, ever wonder, when you're trying to put a child to sleep and you sing to the child a lullaby, it could be soothing, and sometimes it actually works to get them to sleep. What is it about singing a melody to a child that's so comforting? So explains the Manos HaLevi, they've only been in this world for a short time. And therefore, although it's not conscious, obviously, they're not consciously aware much, but internally, unconsciously, when you sing to them, you're bringing back something that's so familiar. This reminds me of home. And that's why it's so soothing. Practically speaking, what does this mean for us in our Avodah Hashem, with our families? How do we incorporate the power of Shira into our lives? We've all been to different Shabbos tables before, and we know that everyone has a different personality. Some people enjoy singing, and they sing for much of the Suda. Others have no interest, and the venture is never opened. Sometimes the father is into the singing, but the teenage boy or girl may not be. You always have a different dynamic depending on, on where you go. Is there a point of trying to cultivate in one's home, in one's daily or weekly experience of life in Judaism, is there a point of trying to develop an appreciation for song? And based on the power of, of music, the power of Shira, obviously the answer is yes. If you can, you should. The way the Peleyoetz describes the the avoda of Shira. He writes, Kol echad shirim Everyone should accustom himself to sing al shulchano at his table beautiful songs that are about the time, if it's Shabbos, if it's Yontif. Dover be'ito matov. And then he says, V'zeh avodis Hashem chashuva mo'od. This is not just enjoyable, it's not just a cultural uh, connection. This is a vodas Hashem chashuvim o. This is very significant service of God. 
שכל מלאכי מורם וכל צבא המורם משתמשים בו. What's my proof? That all of the angels use this form of serving Hashem. Avodas Hashem chashuva mo'od. Many people don't realize, but when you ask the question, when Moshe came down from Har Sinai, what information did he have with him? Torah Shebechsav, Torah Shebalpeh, the mitzvos. Besides that, writes one of the Talmidim of the Gro, when Moshe came down from Har Sinai, he also had many nigunim that he brought with him. Melodies that HaKadosh Baruch Hu taught Moshe, so to speak, as part of the overall being Mekabal the Torah, was being Mekabal Shiros v'tishbochos. And, writes the Talmud of the Grah, he says, some of the nigunim we have today can be traced back to those heavenly nigunim given to Moshe, and even ones that are not the exact same melody, ultimately it's been 3,300 years, but there's been a lot of erbuvia, right? The combination of different melodies, but much of that toche, much of that beauty, can be traced back to Harsina. Practically speaking, when it comes to trying to develop <coughs> a deeper appreciation for song, we have the following advice. This is from the Eish Kodesh, in the Sefer B'nai Machshav Tova. He writes as follows. He says, my intention, at least in this part of the Sefer, is not to speak about the entire Indian of Nigun and the world of melody, but rather I want to teach you Eich Yidle Kol Ish Be'ezim Matzav Shehu how it's possible for every person, no matter what situation in life they find themselves, how can they draw from the mayim chayim minkor nishmaso, from that pure wellspring of shira that's within the neshama? How do we break that dam and go into that mayim chayim minkor nishmaso? So he writes as follows. You don't have to be a composer. You don't have to write your own melody. Not all of us are as talented as Gabe to create our own music. It's interesting, the Pele Yowitz actually says, if you can create your own nigunim, that's even better. Because then it's really an authentic expression of that unique shira that's within you. But the Ish Kodesh tells us, you don't have to be that creative. Rather, what you could do, kach lecha eza tenua shel nigun. Take any aspect of a melody that resonates with you and take a moment, you don't have to do this for 45 minutes, but take a moment at some time during the day. Close your eyes and envision that you're standing before the infinite Boreola. It's only me and the Kaddish Baruch Hu, and although I have so many other things going on in my life right now, and so many responsibilities and emails to return and phone calls and errands to do. Right now, close my eyes and it's only me and you. And with the brokenness of heart, doesn't mean with a sense of despair or hopelessness. 
But it's breaking through, not feeling that, that cold disconnect. Bring yourself psychologically to be able to sing Shira to Hashem. That it should be a melody coming from the depths of your heart. Doesn't have to be something that I compose myself, but it's a nigun that rings true with me. Sing it to Hashem. And it's possible that you could feel you could begin to feel something that you can't even describe in words. Almost like a childlike excitement. Like a child leaping or dancing in front of his father to the point where he calls out, Avi, Avi! My father, my father! And he responds, Yes! What can I do for you? You keep on calling me. And the answer of the child is, Klum, nothing, I'm good. Tati, Tati! What do you want? Nothing, I'm okay, I'm just calling your name. Says the Eish Kodesh, it's possible to tap into that childlike excitement with the melody. And then he adds one layer, which is very fascinating. He says, the truth is, when it comes to the revelation of the soul, the expression of the neshama, oftentimes we could learn from a child what that looks like, what that feels like. When a child does something, there's no kavana. When a teenager does something, there is no kavana, right? Kol ma'asav bli kavana. Rak me'atzma nafsho misgala ba'ofanim shonin. It's almost like this, this automatic expression of enthusiasm. You could have a little kid just dancing and doing weird things. What was the thought process in this particular movement? <laughs> There's no thought process. It's just natural. Says the Eish Kodesh, we could tap into something very similar and we could learn from a child what it should or could feel like to have that sense of ruchnius. Eish Kodesh himself concludes in this piece, B'nai Machshavatova. He says, therefore, when one finds himself sitting b'chevres chasidim, you're with a group of people during Shalashudis. There's singing that's happening in the shul. Or you're together with a group during the Suda. And there's Nagunim. There are Shiros, Vitishbachos, there are Zmiros. Sing with them. Don't be too cool. Don't be too cold. Don't be too self-conscious. If you can't keep the key, please sing softly. <laughs> but, sing with them. Don't try to speak louder in your conversation so the singing doesn't bother you as you're talking about something extremely important. But, sing with them. Take that opportunity to tap into that 
that shira, it's not external. What you're really doing is going internally into that shira and the neshama, and you're trying to feel it, even to get a glimpse of that childlike ruchnius. He concludes by saying, This is not only true when you're a group that's gathered together. In that case, obviously, take the opportunity. <clears throat> Join along with the shira. But ra'gam Even if you find yourself alone at home, wherever you may be, if you feel that that swelling up, uh, that desire within you to sing, don't squelch it. Bring it out. Maximize it. Cultivate it. Develop it. That could change you. That could transform you. Even in the darkest of times throughout our history, song was always really that centerpiece. It was almost like an anchor of, of life and vitality. The Gemara Antina says, both during the Chorban Bayes Rishon and the Chorban Bayes Sheni, as the destruction was actually taking place, the Levim were standing there, right? You think of the uh, Titanic, Lahavdil. Levim were standing there, Al Duchonim, on their platform, and they were singing Shira even as the Beis HaMikdash was being destroyed and burnt. Why were they doing that? Why do you continue singing Shira? even in the darkest of times. And it's not only something that took place thousands of years ago. We have stories. We have endless stories from very dark times in the not-so-far past. Rav Shach used to tell the story often. This is a story probably many of you have heard before. But those who were close with Rav Shach would say, whenever he would tell over this story, it was as if he was living that experience. He would tell over the story of the group of Jews that found themselves standing together in the gas chamber without any clothing on. And one mentions, knowing very well what their fate is about to be, that today is Simchas Torah. What do you do with that information when you're about to die in agony? Someone says back, we have nothing. We don't have a Torah. You're not going to make a l'chaim. What do you do? And the response was, it's true we have nothing. We have a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Hashem is with us. Let's dance with Hashem. Let's dance and sing with Hashem. And Rav Shach, when he would tell over the story, at this point he would mamish shed tears describing and almost reliving that, that rikida, that dancing. Dancing together without any clothing, without any future, holding hands but connecting to a Kaddish Baruch Because even in the darkest of times, we could sing Shira. When we sing Shira in a situation that looks hopeless, there's something powerful that happens. Both psychologically and perhaps even Metaphysically. In the Siddur Hagra, explaining the Pasuk in Tehillim, Tov Lahodos Lashem Ulazamra Lashimcha Elyon, 
says the Gra, Gamim Shochel Offer Nafshenu. When is David Melech saying that it's pleasant Lazamr Lashimcha Elio to sing to your uplifted name? That's true even if we're covered in mud. Al Yidei Tsar Vyogon Shaover Al Roshenu. Based on experiencing pain, loss, anguish. What does the singing do? Through the Zemer, it can actually breathe life into that Neshama. I've been pounded. I've been neglected. I've been the victim of so much. Why in the world would I sing? Because my Neshama is meant to sing. And it's natural. It's indigenous. It's comfortable. Because it could breathe life through the song. To actually awaken a sense of optimism, a feeling of bitachon, of hope for the future, that things might be different. The only way I'm able to see that is through nichya, breathing life into myself through the Zemr. We know the Gemara says in Brachos that the gates of tears are never closed. Share demos lo ninol. In the Siddur of the Peleoites, the base tefillah, he quotes from the Mikubalim. He says, the Mikubalim tell us, that there are gates in heaven, so to speak, that our tefillos go through but there are also there are gates that are intended for the, the song. Sometimes the gates of prayer are closed but the gates of shira remain open. And he tells a story of something that took place in Yerushalayim well before his time, that there was a drought and there were people fasting and davening and saying to Hillam, and nothing seems to be working. Finally, the Rav of one particular town gave different instructions. He said, no more fasting, no more tzu'oka, no more crying out. He told them, Let's gather together, let's go to the shul and let us celebrate. They brought instruments and they were actually dancing together and that brought the Yeshua. Somehow the fasting and the crying out wasn't powerful enough. And the way the Peleoids describes it is that it's true. The gates of tears are never closed. And the Bukhiya, a real passionate cry, could potentially get you in. However, the gates of Shira, when you come with Shira and with Simcha, Mishabira Bukhitsos. You don't just get in through the gates, you destroy them, you break them down, you devastate them, and you move in forward. That's why Moshe, when he davened so many times for Hashem to allow him to get to Eretz Yisrael, the language of his prayer was, 
Beschanan, Moshe says, I was pleading, I was begging. But the Balaturim explains, Veschanan Bigamatria is Shira. Moshe was trying to utilize the most powerful tefillah in the world to be able to change Hashem's mind, to allow him to enter Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, explains the Balaturim, Sha'omar lefan of Shira Tfilaso. Moshe Rabbeinu, he was singing Shira to Hashem. It wasn't just begging and pleading, but there was a Shira, hoping that that would be the force allowing him to go into Eretz Yisrael. So, Ein Begashmi is Dak, Kibbemusika, like the Ramban told us, there is nothing as sublime, as powerful, as pure, as music, as song. Song is all around us. That is the language of heaven, so to speak. That's the Svas HaShemayim. This is the Avoda Chashuva of the Malachim, the very holy service of God of the angels. And that same angelic nigun that exists in Shemayim also exists within us, within our Neshama. Sometimes the pain we can experience in life is when we feel our unique song is being held back and we can't break through, we can't express it. One way to try to break the dam and become more in touch and more in tune with that inner Shira, Eish Kodesh tells us, try to cultivate, try to actually sing. Do something that might feel a little bit awkward. If you're alone, if you're with others, if you're with your family, try to bring it in more to our experience of Shabbos and Yantif and Shalashudis. That could be transformative. Take one nigin that resonates with you, and even in times that are not optimistic, even when there's darkness and confusion, we should also utilize the power of zemer. That could bring us back to life. And ultimately to remember that it's true, the gates of tears are never closed, but when it comes to shira, that could break open those mechitzos, allowing our tefillah to come closer to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. We should all sing the shira, the simcha, like the malachim. Have a wonderful evening.